good yeah good afternoon or whatever time you're listening yeah oh true um Okay, this is the podcast Oranges and Peaches Welcome. from Lawrence Public Library. Yay. And once again, we have a super special guest. Yeah, we're, we're on a we're roll. We're lucky. Yeah. Um, and I think that we should let Meg introduce herself first. Yes. Let's start okay. with that. Welcome, Meg. Thank you. Uh, my name's Meg Hasselman. I work for the Kansas Suicide Prevention HQ as a program coordinator. So I'm really responsible for training and consultation for agencies and organizations to provide um, safer suicide care. Yeah, and this month um, is Mental Health Awareness Month. That's yes. May. May, so yes we, it is. So we wanted to talk about sort of questions that we do not get at the desk, but we know are in people's minds, mm-hmm. and then bring in an expert to talk about, you know, sort of the resource piece and get people connected with, with very special and um, good resources. Thank you. Expert yeah. feels like a very powerful word. Oh. <laughs> we but yeah, appreciate it. I feel like Hazlitt and I love deeming people experts who are like, ah, ah, ah stop, stop. <laughs> well, I don't but, know. I don't know. I feel like you know, yeah. are really knowledgeable. Like, what What more do you yeah. need to... You know, imposter syndrome is yeah. a real yes. thing. Yeah. For sure. And I just like to name that whenever it's happening because okay. I feel like so many people experience this phenomenon and don't know about it or don't talk about Mm -hmm. it so that's a little bit the framing of our podcast because we call it baby librarians and it's like "Mm," you know it's recognizing our inexperience and also being a little bit like "Mm." yeah Um, I love that do you know uh the oranges and peaches story why it's called oranges and peaches I don't Okay. All right, we're bringing back the explainer for every episode (laughs) well we need it because now we have guests (laughs) that's true that's true um so oranges and peaches is a joke that started with the movie Party Girl, uh, starring Parker, Parker Posey. Posey. Uh, don't really recommend the movie, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Parker Posey always recommend. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, the joke is that there is a child who runs up to a librarian and says, "I have a report due tomorrow. I need the book Oranges and Peaches. Like I need it right now. It's an emergency." And the librarian starts asking follow-up questions and having a conversation with this child. And it turns out that the book they're looking for is Origin of Species, not Oranges and Peaches. <laughs> um, and so it's like, a, it's a joke. It's a nod to the importance of the reference interview and um, kind of working with patrons to move beyond the question that they start with and really get at the root of what it is yeah, they're looking for. Yeah, like negotiate for. the need. Yeah. yeah. So. I love yeah. that. <laughs> I think that's really clever. Thank, Thank you. you. It was Molly. Yeah, it was Molly. <laughs> Shout out to it. Molly for immediately. We uh-huh. struggled so hard to figure out like a name. We were going to call podcast, it just the Ask Desk podcast. Which, which is hard to say. Bad. <laughs> so yeah. That's a lot of S's. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I was gosh. like, I don't, I can't even say Ask Desk that well. I yeah. have to like slow down for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that's, yeah. that's our there it is. We're for trying sure. to bring everyone in, you know. So it's like a little joke that yeah. everyone could be on the inside Community of. Community joke. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I love it. Yeah. So, um, okay. So we're going to get into, yeah, the, the the content of like Meg's work and all of that. But we have to do our updates first. Yes. Um, all right. We have a lot of good, like actual we, updates. Yeah, we have time. some updates. You want to start? Sure. Um... I'll start with the fun one, which is that summer reading is coming. Oh. What is that? That sounds like some plumbing. There's like a scary rolling <laughs> okay. noise. I don't know. Okay. I hope they heard I thought that. It was I my stomach at first. So I was like, <laughs> no. Like earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> don't say that. No, it's not an earthquake. It's fine. Um, okay. Well, that was like a rumbly announcement for you summer reading. I bet what? it's like Lauren up in the Reader's Theater doing some sort of stomping with children. Yes, probably. I bet that's what that noise mm-hmm. was. Perfect. Yeah. Summer reading this year is ocean-themed, which I'm excited about. Um, oceans of possibilities. Oceans of possibilities. Yeah. Um, there's, there's prizes. Mm-hmm. It is just for kids and teens this year. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, my mom is actually actually really sad about that and you know so am yeah. I but but we're sort of shifting um adult reading to read across Lawrence and to Booktoberfest mm-hmm. so just kind of like spreading it all out um throughout the year yeah and there are book squad challenges yes. for yeah. adults so you still have prompts and stuff but we're 
doing more prizes for kids and teens and working on, um, what is it, summer slide? Like, oh, yeah. Uh Yeah. Kids kind of like losing that momentum for reading comprehension, like building those skills. So Mm -hmm. we want to, we want to be there to help support during the summer. So, right. It's going to be fun. And yeah, it's just a good reason to like go outside every day and go to the library. And Mm -hmm. anyway, Um, okay, yes, that's a, sorry, that's a very exciting (laughs) update. Yeah. Um, Okay, I'll do a sad update, which is that uh, Hoopla, which is one of our digital libraries together with Overdrive slash Libby. Um, Libby is the app of Overdrive, which Mm -hmm. confuses everybody. But so we are getting rid of Hoopla because it's insanely expensive and it is like unpredictable how much it's going to cost from month to month. Yeah. And it makes it really difficult to like provide a quality resource to people. And I learned from Becky, I don't know if you were in that meeting, that the books that we pay for on Hoopla, we don't own. Oh, yeah. We have to subscribe to them like forever. And then if we stop doing that they go away well that's like how digital licenses work in general so but apparently libby we it's buy a, a different the license licensing agreement yeah book like yeah. we actually own well i think we own we the license it. but we don't yeah 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 anyway, i don't know it's digital, all weird yeah. uh, but anyway yeah <laughs> complicated it's yeah it is i think it will be simpler for patrons because yeah. there's gonna just be one mm-hmm. yeah meg do now, you use any do you use hoopla I don't use Hoopla. I actually use Libby. There you go. I have better luck with Libby typically. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing is that Hoopla would have like weird little niche, which I, you know, sometimes it's like perfect. This is exactly what I'm looking Uh for. But then if you look for like any sort of bestseller or just like. Yeah, it's (laughs) usually not. Your big five publishing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not really on Hoopla. But yeah. So you'll still be able to get Mm ebooks and audiobooks. Yeah. Digitally, but they will go to Libby slash Overdrive now yes yeah Yeah. and hoopla's going away starting june 1st june 1st so probably by the time you listen it's gone yeah but it's for the better okay one more uh yeah the studio which we're sitting in now um is open to you (laughs) (laughs) um yeah the sound and vision studio is open again it's very exciting um Mm -hmm. we will put a link in the show notes to how you can get access to it and find out more information. But mm-hmm. and you can do all yeah. sorts of things in here. I think we I think we really talked about it last episode. Mm-hmm. So if you are a regular listener, then you already know everything. But <laughs> shout like, out to my dad. Really? Um. <laughs> oh my gosh. Shout out to my friend Brooke. Yay. <laughs> um but yeah you should start a band and then just come record or start your podcast, the yeah. ISO podcast and then come back and Yeah. Yeah. A lot of options. Okay. It's pretty fancy in here. I will say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we all and Meg put on the <laughs> headphones. It was a different world. <laughs> I had entered into a realm that I didn't know existed. shocking. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Those are all. Mm-hmm. Meg has so Those many good things to say, updates. so I, like, want to get yeah, through all get of our stuff. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, so Meg, so, so, so share with us the your update. Yeah. We have a pretty big... Um, change coming to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline and really just the way crisis work looks in general is kind of shifting, which is really cool. So on July 16th, the 1-800 number for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline will be changed to a three-digit short code. Mm -hmm. So it'll be 988. Um, The the logic behind this is that it's an easier uh, number to remember. It's more accessible. So uh, folks experiencing a number of crises can can access that number much quicker mm-hmm. and get um, connected to immediate mental health support. Um, so it does work similarly to 911, um, but it is uh, connected to crisis. Uh, I'm sorry, people who are trained in crisis counseling um, and are trained in de-escalation skills and all mm-hmm. of these things to really help um, somebody who's experiencing a crisis feels supported and feel heard um, instead of uh, just sending a dispatcher out mm-hmm. or uh, law enforcement out or emergency services. Yeah. Um, they really try to to avoid doing that. So the hope is that it'll um, be less intimidating, less mm-hmm. scary to call for help. Um, and we're also expecting a huge increase in the calls that we're mm-hmm. that we're expected mm-hmm. to get. So, um, we've been bringing on a lot of new staff at our at our agency. You probably know Hazlitt. I've yeah, I read the emails. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, that's so exciting. 
Yeah, like, and for for people for the all of those listeners out there who don't know, <laughs> Hazlitt is was a. Are you still volunteering? Or uh, yeah, that, okay, kind of inactive. Yeah, but yeah. wonderful volunteer. Oh. We love her. Um. Anyway, so with nine eight eight, the hope is that the crisis can really be resolved over the phone, um, and that they won't need further intervention um, for that particular crisis. Um, and if there is a need for further intervention, it might look like a, a care referral or mm. a warm handoff to other local resources in town, which I'll kind of talk about in a little bit, what it looks like locally to reach out for help. Um, but yeah, I think it's important for folks to know that 988 is happening. Um, some some really important things that I think can deter people from calling the hotline is just like all these questions of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I always like to speak to um, speak to that so that people feel more encouraged to call. Um, first and foremost, you don't have to be suicidal or experiencing a crisis to call uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline or our local crisis line. Um, we uh, encourage people to call for any reason at any time. Uh, specifically related to emotional distress or if someone's just had a really bad day or if Mm. you're worried about someone else, these are all really valid reasons to call. Um, I have taken so many calls where it's just maybe a a teenager who's, you know, struggling with something that's particularly difficult for that age group and and it's not related to suicide at all. Mm -hmm. Um, So please use that resource. It is, it really is a wonderful opportunity to get support where it might be lacking. I love that point. Cause I think there is this emphasis on, or this perception of like, oh, it's not bad enough. Or like mm-hmm. I've, someone else is probably dealing with something worse. Like yeah. I won't use this resource. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, like if you're right. struggling, just call. You it's deserve fine. help. Right. Yeah. yeah. You deserve help and it's available. There might, you might have to wait a few minutes, but uh, generally speaking, that's not the case. Mm. So, um, yeah, I think it's a cool opportunity for folks. Yeah. Yeah. It's just an amazing resource to be able to call a number and then be connected to somebody who's like trained to listen to you and like help you process what you're feeling. Like, I just think that's an, like, just, I don't know, just an example of sort of like exemplary community care Mm, to like be able to offer that to everybody, right? Regardless of, I mean, people have phones, but yeah. I think that a lot of times people feel super weird about phone calls in general, especially millennials. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but um, yeah, test it out. You don't even, you can just call and say like, I heard this podcast and they said to call the hotline. And yeah. so I did and they'll be super cool and nice to you. Yeah. So. They'll be so excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. The other thing is that a lot of times, um, people think that we're going to like call the cops immediately or, or send, right. send people there. And I think it could be helpful for folks to know that um, that really is our last resort. We mm-hmm. don't, we don't want to call law enforcement. We know that that can be uh, incredibly difficult for some people. It's not safe for everyone. And so we do our best to uh, deescalate the situation before having to involve law enforcement. So I I think that that can also be a deterrent for people as well. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's almost, I mean, it's like always with the consent of the caller. Absolutely. Like you're never going to just have law enforcement show up on your door without like whoever you're on the phone with really, really, really trying to like, yeah, de-escalate and Uh not get to that point. Yep. And like not being in conversation with you about it. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. It would never be without, without letting them know. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Can I ask about, so 988 is a national hotline. Yes. But does it connect to local? This is a great question. Like what's the <laughs> distinction there? <laughs> yeah. It is a really good question. I think it's super confusing for people. Um, so currently the way that it works is if you have a Kansas area code, mm-hmm. you will be routed to our center. Okay. There are a couple other centers that answer for their specific county. Mm -hmm. So Johnson County and Sedgwick County, like the Wichita area, Mm -hmm. they have their own centers who answer for them locally. Okay. If they can't answer, then they will be routed to us. Cool. However, if you think about 
the thousands of college students that we have that that migrate here every right. school year, they likely have different area codes that, right. that would connect them to their home state. And so what we're really hoping is that uh, eventually there will be a way for uh, for those folks to be able to just be routed immediately to the closest mm. crisis center mm-hmm. based on their geolocation. Um, I know that that's something we're working on specifically for um, Kansas. So, gotcha. Yeah, because it's helpful to have you know to connect with someone who's in the community that right. you're actually in, mm-hmm. who's aware of the resources that are available, um, who's more familiar with the community in general. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. We do have a local line mm-hmm. that I recommend people who do not have a Kansas area code call so that they can get connected to us locally. Cool. Yeah. And that number, should I say it? Sure. Yeah, and yeah we'll put it in the show seven, notes too. <laughs> the uh, local crisis number for KSPHQ is 785-841-2345. And there's a song. Go seven, eight, five, eight, four, one, two, three, four, five. Spring <laughs> panic. I heard that at one graduation. <laughs> you have an excellent memory. Well, I sing it a lot. <laughs> That's adorable. Yeah. It was a great song. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Okay, that 988 a, launching July 16th. Wonderful update, yeah. Yay. Yeah, it's so much more accessible. Like, I, I do not know the NSPL number off the top of my head and like you know I am very proud to say that I do know it <laughs> it's 1-800-273-8255 yeah that's not even familiar <laughs> or 1-800-273-TALK is an right. easier way yeah. to remember it still yeah that's a, that's a lot more that's so much more like mental energy mm-hmm. totally than 988. It yeah. also feels yeah. more intimidating, I think. Yeah. yeah 1 800 number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, wonderful. And I don't know, like, at what level of governance did this, like, all come to pass? Like, this is a national thing. Yep. So there must have been coalitions across the country who were, like, working towards this for a long, long time. Uh, no, I, I don't so. know. I think so. I don't, okay. I don't have the background on it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was a federal change. Cool. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Cool. Every state is responsible for like how how it's going to look mm. in that local in their local communities, but um, yeah, the nine eight nine eight eight number is for the entire country. Amazing, and this is the reason that we've adopted ten digit dialing. Oh yeah, because some numbers start like beyond the area code; they start with nine eight eight. And so in Kansas, we went to ten digit dialing earlier this year. So, yes, which, which most people don't know and don't have to deal with because our cell phones automatically uh-huh. dial with the area code when oh. you just click to make a call. Uh-huh. But I tell people this who use our library payphone that you need, even if you're calling a 785 number from a 785 number, you need to type 785 before you type the number in uh-huh. or it won't make the call. And that that was in part to, like, Free up space for nine eight eight. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's it. That's cool. so. Yeah, so that shift happened earlier this yeah, year. Yeah, you made a really cute graphic about it. That's how I knew. It got a very big response. Did it? Yeah, really? it got like a huge. It got like over a hundred shares Fascinating. on Facebook, wow. which was great because I was like, this isn't gonna do anything. Yeah, and people saw it. And we're like, oh, that's so interesting. So yeah, it is, it is interesting what will grab people's attention. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. So yeah. yeah. Anyway. Cool. Dial the full number now. <laughs> except, uh, except unless it's Unless you're NSPL, calling 988 and then, then there you just it is. Dial yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> phone facts. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's let's um let's act let's officially begin the the meat of the episode. Yeah. So um I guess the the so Meg, we always sort of base our episodes around a question that we get from a patron or we try to do that. Mm-hmm. So the so the idea for this episode was that you know, there are a lot of sensitive topics that um, books in our stacks cover mm-hmm. that people definitely do not feel comfortable asking us, like random people at a desk, about. Um, and we know that mental health and, um, you know, depression and anxiety and different mm-hmm. sorts of um, just mental health issues are one of them. 
because we have tons of books on the subject, we see how often they're checked out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's not, yeah, it's not a question that we actually like hear from people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty rare that I get somebody asking me about mental health topic and, mm-hmm. and often it's very like, they do kind of a preemptive spiel of like, mm-hmm. oh, it's not for me. It's for somebody else. Or I'm mm-hmm. writing a report or like, you I'm know, this research. kind of, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, oh, I, I of course don't need it. And I'm like, I need them. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't have any judgment around that. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah, it can, it can be very intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. So the focus for this episode was, it, is this episode? Oh my God. Is that what this is? It's an episode. Yeah. Oh God. Okay. I got confused. For a second. We always say in in the podcast that I d- do for work, we always say podcast, like uh-huh. this podcast instead of episode, and it's it a gets new podcast very confusing. Time. Okay. Okay. I don't. And my my brain just got scared for a second. But um, yeah. So the focus is mental health resources that are available in Douglas County, where mm-hmm. the library fits into that, and then where headquarters, of course, is like you know, stewarding and really, like, leading um, efforts in that regard. Sure. So. Yeah. Um, so that's our, Where yeah. did we want to start? I guess we wanted to start with sort of a survey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we have um, local resources and then we have library resources. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Meg, so you mentioned that you were going to talk about what like warm handoffs look like to other mm-hmm. organizations, right? Yeah. Do you want, do you at all want to talk about sort of the landscape of mental health like organizations in Douglas County? Yeah. Cause you definitely know a lot more about it than we do. Yeah. <laughs> I can certainly, I can, I can try oh. my hand at it. But, <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I think it would be helpful to start with, um, the zero suicide framework. So this is a framework that can be applied to healthcare settings, behavioral healthcare settings, um, to improve suicide care and and use quality improvement to really um, target the goal of there being zero suicides. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like a really aspirational goal, but why wouldn't mm-hmm. that be the goal, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because we know that suicide is is absolutely preventable. It's mm-hmm. one of the most preventable kinds of death. So mm-hmm. um, the goal of this is to kind of create this system of care that has really smooth transitions in, um, for folks who are using the services. So if somebody shows up to Bert Nash in the access center and receives crisis counseling, and it's determined that they they need some substance misuse counseling, then the people in the access center might connect them with DECA mm-hmm. um, by either making a phone call for the person. Um, that can be a really overwhelming thing to have to do when you're yeah. struggling mm-hmm. uh, in following through with that. So it might look like the counselor or therapist calling for them and connecting them um, with the services that they need there. It might look like driving them. Some agencies can do that. Some can't. Um Essentially, a warm handoff is just helping the person get connected so that they're not left to do it on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have, in Douglas County, started implementing the Zero Suicide Framework a uh, little over a year ago, or almost two years. Time yeah. is so weird. <laughs> yeah, time is a flat circle right now. <laughs> um, so we, we went through this, what they call a, a zero suicide academy, where all of the mm-hmm. behavioral health and healthcare partners, I wouldn't say all of them, but the majority of them attended this. And uh, we worked together on a regular basis to keep improving the way that we connect services across mm-hmm. um, the county. This is also happening across Kansas okay, as a whole, cool. um, which has been kind of happening for the past year as well. So it ties really nicely into uh, what Douglas County is doing. Mm-hmm. So the the way that it's looking in Douglas County is we are, headquarters is going to act as, I guess what you would call a dispatch center for mm-hmm. mental health crises. Mm-hmm. So you can call our local line and be connected to potentially a mobile crisis response team if you need uh, support out in the field, you can have mental health professionals come out to you mm-hmm. um, and and either take you to 
you know, wherever you need to go to get services or the mm-hmm. help that you need. Um, or it might look like just showing up and helping to deescalate the crisis and then doing an, uh, a follow-up, you know, the next day to ensure that that person is still safe and to follow up on any plans that they made to connect that person to care and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So the, the goal is really to just make sure that people feel um, really cared for, that mm-hmm. they have access to the support that they need, um, and that maybe that they haven't received before mm-hmm. because it can be difficult to access services. Um, mm-hmm. And just to know, yeah, what exactly is available. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. So it sounds like headquarters, yeah, it's going to be sort of a, like, yeah, a connector. The right? liaisons, yeah. yes, for for connecting folks. Yeah. Um, I just want to make sure I'm not forgetting anything. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, but if you want mental health care, you can um, access Burt Nash. They have um, a crisis unit. They also have ongoing um, outpatient treatment and things like that. We also have um, Heartland Community Health Clinic. Mm-hmm. They have um, behavioral health providers. Yeah, uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah for their patients. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, their new building is so nice. Yeah, is it? I haven't yeah. been. I in. go there for dental care, and it's like Ooh. so. Yeah, it's it looks like so beautiful. Fancy. You saw inside. Yeah, it's really nice. Cool. It looks yeah. really pretty from the outside. Yeah. yeah, and I love. Yeah. Anyway, they just they have a good kind of wraparound approach. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can also um, utilize Deca. They do mm-hmm. a lot of. Um, work around substance issues. Why am I blanking cool. on the literally <laughs> everything okay. this is This is where we oh, say, yeah. we'll put it in the show notes. Like, yeah. check, check the show notes. We'll have a full list to the stuff that we talked about, plus mm-hmm. any anything we think of post-episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there will be a little resource listed okay. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there are other opportunities for connecting to help that I wanted to mention. Um, so KSPHQ has a therapy clinic that's run by graduate students who are getting their master's in either social work or psychology, Mm -hmm. something in the helping field. Um, they provide therapy for, for folks for a suggested donation of $10. So uh, if you can't pay the $10, we don't question it. And really the goal for that program is to bridge the gap between, um, like if there's a waiting list for someone, they can right. access that. So that that runs from August to April, which is a really good option for folks who maybe don't really know where to go or how mm-hmm. to start. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also utilize Crisis Text. This is not a service that we provide, but it is a national service. So you can just text the number 741-741. You can text any word. Um, like home or help or Kansas, and then uh, a live counselor will text with you. I've used it Super cool. throughout the day when I've been having a lot of anxiety or something, and it, mm. I found it to be really helpful. Mm. And then, of course, you can use um, online chat. So for for us millennials who don't like to make phone calls <laughs> or um, maybe prefer to type on the computer, you can access crisis chat as well, and you can just Google an SPL crisis chat and you can get connected that way as well. There tends to be a bit of a wait for that. So if there's an immediate crisis, it's probably not the recommended um, method. Mm -hmm. We recommend calling. Um, I think that one thing we don't talk a lot about is programming for youth around suicide Mm -hmm. prevention. So I did want to mention some opportunities if anyone is listen if any youth in Lawrence are listening or, or <laughs> yeah. in Douglas County in or, general. Or people who have youth in their lives. Yeah, yeah. yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there is a youth board called Douglas County Youth Prevention, mm. or DCYP for short. And this is a program that's been implemented in several of the schools around Douglas County for students who are really interested in prevention or mental health mm. uh, promotion. And they meet... I think a couple times a month and they will do one big activity per quarter or mm-hmm. per, per semester um, to really connect with other people and, you know, put out really positive messages. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's quarterly meetings where they get together with the students from 
other counties oh, and wow. other districts. Oh and um, we have a big dinner and we talk about what we've been up to and we kind of plan for other um, events that we want to host as well. And then on top of that, we have been working to implement a program called Sources of Strength. Have either of you heard of this? Mm-mm. So Sources of Strength is a, an a upstream, it's what we call an upstream prevention program. So it's really trying to target youth before they experience any sort of crisis. Mm-hmm. And it is really built around this idea of utilizing these protective factors that you have in your life, or Mm -hmm. if you want to think of them as strengths. That's Mm -hmm. why it's called sources of strength. And the goal is to have the the youth lead all of the initiatives for um, how to get the word out about mental health or, you know, substance misuse prevention and all of these things. And students who are involved in this program are so much more likely. There's been tons of studies to Mm -hmm. show that they're way more likely to reach out to an adult if they're struggling or Mm -hmm. if they're worried about a friend, which is a big deal in youth Mm -hmm. because um, they prefer to talk to each other. I remember being that age and (laughs) I'm like, you want me to talk to who about this? So Yeah. yeah. um, And say something really scary to an adult. Yeah. yeah, and like there's this fear of not being believed or not being taken seriously mm-hmm. and or getting in trouble. Mm-hmm. So I think that anything we can do to promote like finding a safe adult and what does that look like mm-hmm. can be really beneficial. Yeah. So anyway, that's at most of the high schools in Douglas County. So Very cool. um, just ask your school counselors and they'll be able to um, connect you with that. Cool. Yeah, I think awesome. that's all. Yeah. Yeah, that was a yeah, beautiful snapshot <laughs> of like all the services that are available. It, it felt a little messy, but you oh, know. No, no. no. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. I think any anytime you're talking about, <laughs> I mean, we come up against this all the time, like talking about anything in, in our community and we're like, is there something I'm forgetting? Like there's yeah. just, uh-huh. yeah, there are so many great resources, but kind of having you guys as this hub or starting point to kind of like, you don't have to navigate this yeah. stuff by yourself. Mm-hmm. And there are people that are are really well-trained to to kind of get you that initial access to care and then make sure you're, mm-hmm. you're able to get what you need. So, yeah. 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 That's really I, I do want to say that there are so many um, partners involved in this work and um, – so I don't I don't want to leave anyone out or, <laughs> or exclude people who've been huge players in in making all of this happen. So um, just know it's my flustered on the, on, my flustered on the spot being recorded brain. Uh-huh. If you're yeah. listening and you're like, hey, what about me? It, yeah, it does something really special to your head to uh-huh. to like yeah speak into a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, do we want to talk about? Um, some library, I library yeah, resources. I think so. Yeah, I think let's yeah. let's let's talk library. So, I mean, Meg mentioned yeah, the protective factors, right? Sort of like sources of strength. Yeah. Um, which can I mean, which are like a million different dimensions of life, right? Yeah. Can, can be people, and can be. I mean, you should talk about it actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So when we think about protective factors, we think about the things in our lives that really connect us to life, connect us to other people Mm. that make it feel like life is worth living. Mm. It's not to say that if you have protective factors in your life that you're not going to have any troubles and that your life's going to be perfect. (laughs) It just means that you're more likely to um, be able to push through tough times Mm -hmm. and, um, really have some resilience around whatever you're experiencing. Mm. So some people are like, I don't have anything good in my life, right? So there's this example that uh, a kid shows up to this meeting. This was an example I heard in a training that I um, attended. And he's sitting by himself kind of, um, you know, arms crossed and head down and not engaging and someone goes up to him and says, what are, you know, what are some strengths in your life? And he says, I don't have any. I'm alone, like nobody cares. And she notices his shoes that he's wearing like skater shoes and they're kind of ripped up. And so she says, do you skateboard? He says, yeah. And she's like, well, that's a protective factor. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, 
well, yeah. And, you know, my uncle skateboards with me and, you know, we, mm-hmm. I learned that from him and she's like, oh, you have, your uncle is someone mm-hmm. that you find to be a safe person. Right. So it's like mm-hmm. everybody has protective factors or strengths that they can draw from. It can be harder to access those when you're in a crisis, mm-hmm. um, but they do exist. They're there. So I always recommend that people take a second and think about like, what, what are the strengths in my life? Um, so if we think about it from the sources of strength model, we have um, positive friends, mentors, family. And when they say family, they're talking about chosen family too. Mm-hmm. Um, physical activity, mental health, or I'm sorry, it was healthy activities, mental health, physical health, spirituality, which encompasses whatever that looks like for you. It's not mm-hmm. just one thing. Um, so all of these different domains have specific protective factors that go in them. There's no right or wrong or whatever. I could go on and on about <laughs> protective factors. But um, yeah. one of the things that you said, I think maybe it was you, Ruby. Ruby, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm in a, a panic that no, I said. No, you're fine. Running. You're fine. Um, that people don't bring up or ask about these resources mm-hmm. for mental health. And I think that that talks, speaks a lot to the the stigma in general of what, how our society views mental health and suicide prevention Mm -hmm. and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious about how you all foresee navigating that or if, what that looks like. Yeah. Well, I mean, the reason we were thinking about protective factors for this podcast beyond, you know, talking about it in the context of mental health was that the library, you know, to us, it seems like is a sort of organization or even just building that can serve as a protective factor for people and sort of build resilience before Mm -hmm. crisis, like you Mm -hmm. were saying, as well as like during crisis, you know, be a place that's like, we always talk about air conditioning and heat, (laughs) but but also, you know, provide all sorts of just sort of what we think of as basic resources to help someone navigate something really difficult happening in their life. Um, Yeah, I think that... Um, it's, it's something we talk about a lot because it's a boundary that we have to, to navigate in Mm -hmm. our work as, you know, we are not direct service providers. We're not trained in crisis Mm de-escalation. We don't do case management, like all of those sorts of things. Um, but we do run into people in crisis quite often. And so it's finding ways that we can both you know, be, as best we can assist that person and get them to to resources um, that will serve them better than, mm-hmm. than us. Um, but then also, yeah, like exist as that or one protective factor in people's lives. Um, and I think a lot of it comes through the, the programming that we offer, mm-hmm. the collections that we have, um, but also our own attitudes as staff around these issues where Mm. I think like I was talking about earlier when when people come to the desk and have this kind of like you know do you have any books about anxiety like they don't really want to say you know it's kind of awkward or or it's like um you know maybe people don't come to the desk at all and Mm -hmm. and they're trying to to navigate on their own and you know, not everyone knows the Dewey Decimal System and how to find a book. And so mm-hmm. it can be challenging um, in that respect. And so I think our own attitudes around like, oh my God, yeah, of course, I read this great book about anxiety. It helped me so much or whatever. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. being, I try to be very open from from my own experiences as, as someone who's dealt with that a lot in my life. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't have shame around like it's mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah. mind talking to people about it it's great and so yeah just having that approach of like excitement and interest uh-huh. yeah instead and like, of like oh let's you know, <laughs> let's not talk about that yeah. in public or whatever it's yeah. like yeah yeah so yeah like yeah. modeling honesty or like yeah. modeling openness yeah. yeah but it is fun to think about how like a place can be a like a like can be a protective factor oh, totally. like a safe place and how that's made up of staff it's made up of 
like what is in the space itself yeah. and all sorts of things about it. Yeah. And headquarters too. Yeah, it's like a like a safe place. Yeah, headquarters is one of my protective factors. <laughs> yeah. uh, but also the library is. My wife and I walk Aww. here multiple times a week. Uh, sometimes we don't even need to get a book or just like, do you want to go to the library? <laughs> we love it. That's very sweet. That's awesome. And, and yeah. So I guess we did want to highlight um, some of the resources that, you know, mm -hmm. we we provide in that sort of spirit. So um, one thing we wanted to talk about was the health spot, which is back in our, back in the corner. Do you know about the health spot? Okay. I it's don't. a place to visit on your next, in your next walk down here. Okay. <laughs> So um, I think it's funded through uh, either a grant with LMH or some sort of LMH funding. And um, it has like a blood pressure monitor as oh. one of its features. And it has... Which gets used all a lot. the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think it has some... What's the other like feature of the health spot that's not the stuff we want to talk about? <laughs> Isn't there something else? I don't know. There's anyway. The, there's the blood pressure thing. And then there's like we have two little walls of yeah. tons and tons and tons of brochures for local resources. So yeah. um, a lot of the stuff that we've touched on in this yeah. episode, there's there's literature and stuff there. Right. Um, but the, and but a pay the phone. And the payphone, which yeah. is exciting. Yeah. But the most exciting part of the health spot, I think, is um, we have these mental health kits. Yes. So that our, our colleague, Teresa, who has been on the podcast and who you probably know. I do know <laughs> Teresa. Um, curated for us that have um different resources to like help people understand different issues so like books and movies and I think even mm -hmm. little like practices sometimes like little sheets or cards uh -huh. that help oh, you cool. like learn coping strategies and yeah yes they're like Teresa did a wonderful job on them and they're such an interesting resource and a way to like explore a topic yeah so oh, we wow. have we have two general ones and then we have one that's um and I wish I could remember exactly what's in it but one that's more focused on men's mental health. Mm -hmm. And then we also have um, like physical health kits mm -hmm. yeah. to um, for like physical exercise. Um, there's one for like diabetes mm -hmm. and heart health. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it's a nice kind of introductory thing where you don't have to like know how to find a book or browse through the catalog yeah, or, or sift through like yeah all of sift the information. Through. Mm -hmm. um yeah. there's just a little thing you can check out and it's like ready to go yeah. so neat yeah. yeah yeah it's a very yeah kind of innovative yeah and then we also have sad lamps in that corner so <gasps> yes seasonal affective disorder lamps yes. which are available for checkout you know in mm -hmm. the in the winter you know now it's summer so I don't know. And then we also have ones that are for in-library use. So you wow. can just come in and sit down in the morning and, like, have your little... And just read around. with your sad lamp. Yeah. That's so mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. And they yeah. get used all the time. Like, yeah, Like, it's a very do. normal thing for people to just sit in oh. random places with their yeah. very bright light. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I love I love the health spot. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to check it out. Is it downstairs? It's it's upstairs. It's oh, um, yeah. We should describe. So yeah. So like you're coming in to the lobby and atrium, like where the movies are, and then you're mm -hmm. seeing the ask desk and the adult nonfiction, and it's at the back wall, like behind the ask desk. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. You just keep yep. going. Awesome. And check it out. We're like, man, we're like running out of time, but we have so much more. There's so much. To talk about. Don't um, don't feel rushed. Seriously. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. So some other library resources, I guess, that we should highlight. Of course, we have books. Mm -hmm. um, of course, we have, you know, other sorts of media related to mental health. But um, uh, and we have databases, right? Of course, we have databases online. Mm -hmm. Medline Plus. We love Medline Plus. It's a good one. Do you, know, do you use Medline Plus at all? I don't. It's just, it's, you know, just like good content about health. Like okay. nothing that's like trying to sell you something yeah. or biased or, yeah. you know. Oh, nice. Um. But it's digestible for a for a yeah. non-professional audience. It's super people. Yeah. So you're like, I just got this diagnosis or like, what is this thing? And you can look it up in Medline Plus and yeah. get good information as opposed to like Googling something and being right. like, I don't know if this yeah. Reddit yeah, if forum is telling this. me the right thing. Right, and it's your health. So it's so important yeah. to like trust whatever you're reading. Totally. Um, Teresa has a yoga program, so uh -huh. that's monthly at the library, free yoga. Yep. We don't have so many other, like, health exercise programs because it's not really, you know, we're a library. But, um, okay, mm -hmm. but what, one other resource I want to talk about, 
is that, sorry. You're looking at me very intensely. <laughs> I was, I'm trying to communicate with whether you, there's something else you want to say. Oh, no, I'm just listening to you. <laughs> um, so for a few months now, we've been working on this therapy way, ther- therapy page project where we interviewed a bunch of local therapists or counselors about what, you know, what is therapy? How do I find a therapist? What if I don't like my therapist? How am I going to pay for therapy? Um, just all sorts of, like you know, FAQs. how do I talk about suicide yeah. Yeah, with my therapist? Um, and and then we put together a bunch of resources, and all of that is going to be collected on a page, which will be released very soon, so people wow. can, you know, yeah, um, just like yeah, just learn, just if they're like unsure about therapy or you know feel some sort of stigma around it, they can hopefully watch some of those interviews yeah. and be like, oh, these are very normal people. They seem like they could help me. Let me find someone you know like them. That's yeah. incredible. I love, I I love this. I'm so, I'm so excited about it. Uh, like, honestly, even as someone with research skills yeah. for, like, finding my own therapist, it yeah. was so it's surprisingly so difficult. Yeah. And then navigating, yeah, like, yeah, insurance and scheduling and, like, who's going to be good and who's mm-hmm. not. And it's just, yeah. And, it's you really know, difficult. Yeah. I, I was not kind. in crisis at the time. But, yeah. like, it, if you are, it's just uh, it's really yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. just having this... 101 kind of landing pages yeah right it's gonna be awesome hopefully yeah and we'll announce it of course very bigly yes in yeah the podcast. Bigly. <laughs> <That'll> be- <laughs> when it's ready yeah um i did learn how to edit movies and premiere for yeah it. it's so fun i like bought my computer so that i could do it at home <laughs> that's amazing um yeah. okay yeah i think that was the speed round okay yeah library resource so, and was there anything else you wanted to add about headquarters? I know that, like, we had a... I don't think so. Okay. I think I, 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 think I covered what I... I'm sure tonight when I'm going to bed, yeah. I'll be like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. said that. And, thing. of course, we, we can just have an extra section in the show notes that's, like, what we forgot. Okay. Honestly, yeah. that should that's just like be That's, like, every single feature. time. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. love that idea. Yeah. So. Yeah, usually... I mean, so okay, so let's do the what we are reading section. Yes. Usually I don't know the author of the books I'm reading, so it's <laughs> yes. always, like... I, that's, I love show notes. Uh-huh. I wish I had show notes for my life yeah. uh-huh. that I could just like, I guess that's me texting friends right. after and being like, I yeah. said this thing, but I want to clarify. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, so true. Lovely. Okay. So Meg, so okay. how about you start? What What are you reading? I think it's funny that you said that you always forget, which is why I wrote <laughs> mine down because I also do. Ruby's trained me to do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm reading probably four books right now. Um, nice. But I'm... I'm just going to highlight two because the others are like kind of more self uh, exploratory stuff, which I'm too embarrassed to talk about. (laughs) So um, I am listening to Brandy Carlisle's memoir Mm. on um, Libby. It's called uh, Broken Horses. Brandy Carlisle is a a gay singer uh, and I'm a a very big fan. And then I'm also reading Razorblade Tears by S.A. Cosby, which is so far an incredible read. I'm mm. not very far in it, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Cool. Nice. I think the Sisterhood of the Charlie Pants soundtrack introduced me to Brandy Carlisle when I was like 12 or something. That's wow. very this important. Amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. R- real moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think, it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Don't have time to go into that. But <laughs> wait, so wow. what is Razorblade Tears? <laughs> it is about two men who whose sons were married and they were tragically killed. Mm-hmm. And the two dads are are were not necessarily the most accepting of their mm-hmm. sons. And they also both have a prison record. And one of them is a white man and one of them is a black man and the story is just of their journey together, kind of mm. trying to figure out who killed their sons. And wow, um, it's really powerful. And yeah. I'm, like I said, I'm not very far. So that's about as much as I can tell you. But the writing is very mm. uh, powerful. Whoa, yeah. that's compelling. Hey. You're looking at me now. Oh, yeah, you go next. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, I finally read, I say finally because it's been on my list for a long time, but it's always checked out. Yeah. Anyway, um, I finally read Convenience Store Woman by Sayaka Murata. Um, it was 
so good. <laughs> I'm obsessed with it. Um, I don't know if either of you know anything huh? about I've, it. I've read it, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's a woman who uh, works in a convenience store, um, and it's kind of her, like, inner monologue, and she's extremely, like, tied to the routine of the store and has built her identity around, um, yeah, like, her herself as a worker. Wow. Um, and being in tune with the store kind of as almost as like another living being. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, very, yeah. very interesting. That sounds really good. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. a quick read. It is a quick read. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty small. So, yeah. 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 People really, really love it. Like it's had a big following. Yeah. Since it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my books t- totally tie in with your book, Ruby. Oh. Um, so I'm one book I'm reading is called Being Together in Place. It's by Soren Larson and Jay Johnson, who's a professor at KU. Jay Johnson is mm. at KU. And um, it's it's like Being Together in Place, Indigenous Coexistence, in something, some subtitle. God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show, Show notes. notes. Um, and it's it's just about like three land-based struggles where, like, Indigenous and non-Indigenous people came together, like, uh, following a call by the land to, um, like, try to stop some sort of development or some sort of, like, desecration of, Mm. um, like, burial grounds. So the wetlands is one case study that they use. Wow. Um, And it's just all about how, like, land is kind of a conscious, um, not being, right, but a sort of conscious entity that, Mm -hmm. like, is in dialogue with people who like live on it and engage with it. It's very complicated. Yeah. Like it's a complicated yeah. book and it's hard to describe it well. But um, yeah, so that's what that's one book I'm reading. It's very good. I'd, and it's on your poster actually, Ruby, um, mm-hmm. upstairs. I remembered that. <laughs> I, just I was like, this it. sounds so familiar. And then the second book I'm reading is called The Book of Form and Emptiness by Ruth Ozeki. Mm. Um, and I love Ruth Ozeki. She's like just such a funny and also deep writer. And um, The Book of Form and Emptiness is about like, it's like a it's like a 14-year-old boy and his relationship with his mother. But then he is like, can hear the things around him like speak. Like he's just attuned to like the like voices of all the, you know, like tables and the all the materials and objects around him. And so it's about like the the life of these things as they intertwine with human lives. And um and there's some Zen Buddhism because Ruth Ozeki is a monk or like a teacher. And um yeah, there was one more thing I wanted to say. <laughs> ah, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I hate when this happens <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So cool. it's good, but yeah, that sounds, sounds really interesting. Yeah. yeah, and it's just it's a it's a fun read. You know, it's like it, it's it's silly and also thought provoking. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like it's probably good balance for, uh-huh. with the other book that you're reading. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Well. Thank you, everyone. I think we did see, it. Yeah. see the show notes for, <laughs> yeah, for everything we forgot <laughs> and more. <laughs> yeah. And thank you so, so much to me. Yes. Thank it, you so much. It's thank great you. to like hear from someone who knows about like a huge range of county resources like this because it really informs our work too. Sure. You know? yeah. So it's, yeah. Thank you for yeah. having me. Appreciate it. Cool. <laughs> okay. I think we're done. Are you, are you going to clap? <laughs> Toodaloo. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Tune in next month for another episode of Oranges and Peaches. Find the show notes on lplks.org and don't forget to subscribe. And please rate or comment. You'll help others find the podcast. Our info librarians are Hazlitt Henderson and Ruby McKinnon Love with theme music and editing by Joel Bonner. This has been a production of the Lawrence Public Library.